0: Easy World, what's going on? This is your man, and Boogie. Don't worry about the name. Get used to the voice. And it's another episode. It's a new second. It's a new minute. It's a new hour. It's a new day. It's a new week. It's a new month. That means it's a new round here for Keeping the Tower. And I am back with you once again. I am still keeping up with a new episode of Why I Kept My Towel series. And man, I got an incredible group of people here with me. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here at Smokehouse Cigars here in Atlanta. And you'll be able to go ahead and listen to two incredible people, the Owens, the actual owners of this incredible establishment here. But I'm not gonna say much. I'm gonna let them go ahead and give it to you. So ladies and gentlemen, how these wonderful people were able to go ahead and start up their own business and keep it going to as it is now.
1: Hello, I am Courtney Owens, co-owner and wife of Mr.
2: Andre Owens. Hello, Andre Owens. I'm owner, co-owner, also smoke out cigars along with my beautiful wife,
0: Courtney. You're gonna see why one of them is cool and the other is not. You're gonna find out why, and as we go along in this show, you're gonna find out. I've been to this establishment a couple of times, and man, it's it's an incredible atmosphere, and it's just a very laid back lounge where you can come and chill. And yeah, there are TVs on deck. Yes, folks, there's cigars on deck, but more importantly, the atmosphere is what you need here. So I promise you, you're gonna enjoy it if you get a chance to come out here, but we're gonna go into it.
1: So we actually opened the shop in 2018, came to pass back in about 2012. Um, So let me give give everybody a disclaimer real quick. So um, to me and to most of the people who frequent here, Andre is chief. We call him chief, but I'll tell you why we call him chief. So uh, he served a period of time uh, while he was in his position with Atlanta Fire as a battalion chief. Uh, his official rank is captain. He'll be retiring as a captain uh, in the next couple of months here after 29 and a half years. But um, he is still chief to us. So I am. he's even chief at home to me. Um, or Mr. Owens, but Chief usually. So that's why we call him Chief. So many of our, 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 our manufacturer partners, um, our customers who walk in, everybody knows him as Chief. Plus, we have several Andres that come to here. So to distinguish them all, we have Chief, who sits in the red chair because he pays the bills. And then we have a couple other Andres. Everybody kind of has a smoking name. That's a thing in the culture. So um, that's where Chief comes from. But we started, actually, Chief, this was his retirement dream back in 2012. Um, He first taught me to smoke then on the beach of Panama City. Um, And we came back from spring break with our daughter, and he was like, hey, you know, I think uh, I want to open a cigar bar lounge uh, when I retire um, in the Kirkwood neighborhood of Atlanta. Uh, He actually used to be stationed a block down the street at Station 18, and so he wanted to bring something back over here once he retired. Um, so, at that point, we just you know, I, he, it was he dreamed it. He dreamed it. I facilitated. Um, but we were both still new, very new to smoking at that time. So I actually got out and said, okay, well, because of his the way that he worked, um, I clearly was going to have to be the one to get out and learn and network and deal with the people and all that. So that's what I did. So over the next two, three years, um, I did some private parties via a mobile setup. Um, So we had Smokehouse Mobile Cigar Bar many years ago, Uh, but I learned the industry as much as I could. I learned as much as I could about cigars, learned about the business of business, and then um, in about uh, 2017, in 2017, Chief says, you know, I think it's time for us to go ahead and find a Spot. So we found a spot um, about a about a mile and a half away from where we are now, smaller spot um, or building space um, there. We opened up in 2018, and then within nine months, we had outgrown that space. So How long? Nine months. Yeah. 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 Which was, it was the best thing. Um, and through the trials of business, which uh, a lot of people don't understand, you know, owning your business is not easy, any business. But brick and mortar business is much, much harder and much different than being able to mobile and, you know, being mobile, packing up your stuff and just going and and, and putting it in your car and that kind of thing. When you have overhead, um, that changes the dynamic of how you do business. Um, And so at that point, you know, we had to, you know, when you think about space and ventilation and, um, you know, products and, utilities, and all those things that go along with business, it's easy to say I want to own a business, but you also have to be prepared mentally and physically for the demands of what comes with business at that point. It's not a cakewalk. You don't make money. It's not easy. It's very stressful. It's been that on our our, our relationship, and marriage, and you know, but it has also, you know, afforded us many, many great relationships also. So for me, and it's something that we have to consistently tell ourselves and and, and talk about and etch in that ultimately what you get when you walk into these Mo House Cigars business um, really is, I think, at this point now as we're going to year four that this is um, this is the experience that we wanted. This is what we wanted it to be, and I think I can't speak for Chief, but I think now, finally, after you know some ups and downs, and you know people, and you know dealing with the city in regards to um, the logistics of opening a business, I feel like this is now what I wanted it to be for Chief in his retirement. I wanted it to be peace for him. I wanted it to be a spot where he could really just come and sit and smoke and talk or not talk, or watch TV and hang out with, you know, like-minded adults um, in a peaceful atmosphere with good energy and good vibes. So I think we're there, and I've worked hard to create that atmosphere for him, i.e., the decoration. Ah,
0: gotcha, <laughs> you gotcha. Support. Yes, yes, it is, and. <laughs> folks the the decorations are real dope we got jerseys hanging and um we got some good ones wait we got it yeah we got some good ones we ain't seen no uh oh uh, yeah we already see a, a couple of of sacrilegious ones but we'll work on it we'll work on it how long have you two been married
2: we've only been married now for just over a year wow
0: together for a decade a decade god bless y'all but right. married a year. And just so people
1: know also we are First responder-owned, we are veteran-owned. She yeah. is a veteran of the U.S. Army. Uh, of course, I come from a military background. My father's retired Air Force. Our son is uh, in the Navy. But then we're also, I am um, the first African-American female in the city of Atlanta proper to own a cigar establishment.
0: Been together so. for that long decade. And I mean, let's call it what it is, and particularly in the black community, it's it, it speaks some volumes. When you decided to go ahead and think about this business, let's go to you first, Chief, with that. On Panama Beach, sitting there, chilling out, what just popped into your head? Say, you know, I want to open this up.
2: It was uh, a friend of mine, a real close friend of mine, who owns a business, he owns a cigar lounge in Noonan, um, um, Caucasian guy, He's, um, but he got me into smoking. I work part-time for Riverdale Fire, and um, every day, I'd come in, Drake, hey, let's smoke one. But he'd, he'd always bring me a special cigar, a different cigar every day. And uh, For it, those it just, of you
1: who, who frequent that particular cigar lounge in Noonan, you know Danny Boy. BB, be
2: a great guy, man. Had been on the department probably 30 plus years in Riverdale. Great partner, great friend. But um, he got me into the, the, the culture of cigar smoking. And um, once I got Courtney hooked on cigars, I knew it was, it was time to open one, a brick and mortar. You know, I saw how he ran his business and I was just impressed at the relationships he was able to build just through cigars and conversation. And I knew it was something I wanted to do when I retired. Just give me something to relax and kick back, you know, enjoy my friends, family. You know, it was just something to do. I knew I could, you know, retire and do. So that was that was what actually motivated me. To get into
0: cigars and the cigar culture, and how long you were part of the fire department?
2: Been with the fire department now in Atlanta for 29
0: years. Not one more year. So hit it. Hit that. Year, not 30. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 30. All right. Yeah, and you know when it's time. For you yes. Know, to move yeah. On something different. Yeah. It's time for you
2: to
1: move on. One of the last of the Mohicans brought us to um, the. the Experience and the skill level with City of Atlanta. So let me tell you, those guys—they already are saying it. A lot of them are missing him and are gonna miss him. Um, I think in his class, there's not many left of the older crew. Um, so with the with the experience and the you know focus on SOP and you know training and teaching the guys. I mean, he's a great teacher. I see. You know, I got to see what he's done at home with our children and grandchildren. But. I hear from the guys all the time, and so it's going to be
0: hard. And I think that's something that when it comes to people who are great teachers and great leaders, and on top of that, just a human being who treat others like a human being, that means more. And I think that's where you're definitely remembered for that. And I always tell people, kids are not your legacy. legacies. What you do on this planet and how you treat people is going to be your legacy.
1: Cigar became a way for us to um, relax and wind down together. Yep. Before we even thought about business, um, at the, the, shoot, I think in 2012 we were living down in south of the city, down in Hampton, and so my career was with the CDC here in Atlanta, um, and of course Chief was always riding into the city to the fire station. So you know, just thinking, you know, people who know Atlanta metro area. Um, I had an hour plus drive into the city every day, Monday through Friday. Chief would only go, you know, he had made that drive one...
2: Every third day. Yeah,
1: every third day. So, hour plus in traffic from Hampton to Beaufort Highway, (laughs) and then back in the evening time. So, you know, we had to, you know, it just became a way for us to sit down and sit on the porch or in the back, because we, I, by the time I started smoking, I we I created several smoking places around the house. Mm-hmm. We had a smoking room. I had a we had, a, you know, chairs on the porch. We opened up a place in the back of the you know house, you know, just to decompress and relax and and talk or not talk. Same way we do now. and That's the, I think one of the, I, one of the dynamics about our relationship. I appreciate. Never bothered me or was concerned about what I was doing on the phone or whatever. We just would sit out on the porch and just. Sit and smoke. Right. Right. We, t- we might talk, we might not talk, or whatever. But that's just what we've done. And in you know, building the business and just doing stuff, um, he lets me be, and vice versa. Uh, because you know, I was home. You know, we were home together, and that's all it's ever been. Never been hangout, nightlife, any of that. It's too much for Chief. After a <laughs> point, it got too much for me. <laughs> but you know when you deal with people on a daily basis whether it's in your career or you know out in the world it's a lot so smoking cigars allowed us to do that in our personal relationship and then you know create something that we could share with other people
0: that's something incredible to that shows that there's an incredible as you mentioned the word dynamic that the two you have a synergy with that dynamic that caused you to like, hey, look, I don't feel like talking, you don't feel like talking, just regutting. And hour and a half from Hampton. So yeah, so you so you flicked off a few people. Okay.
1: She had a uh, 2004 Dodge Ram at the time. And it was, was, gas it was but it was a Hemi. Yeah. And I have control and power issues and things. And so I ended up driving the truck all the time. So, you know, just to, you know, and road rage yeah. on people and make the, you know, the Hemi. And it was
0: great. Right, and just seeing that big grill right behind you, yeah, yeah. and so yeah, and and the sun gleaming on it. So it's either you're gonna move, yeah. or you're. I'll do for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yes. Too, so. <laughs> here you, here you, one thing. Well, I want to give a shout out to my wife. She's she's hyped me up plenty during this whole interview so far. But during this whole thing, my wife also. While building a brand, building a business, um, got her master's, achieved her master's, and yes. now, within the next few months, will be known as Doctor. Yeah. So she's still yeah. working on her doctorate yes. while maintaining all every bit of the administrative parts of this business. So.
0: And it takes a lot of dedication to that. Yes. A lot right. of dedication. A lot of mood swing. Hey, hey, right. it's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a part of it. This part of it. Courtney, as you had mentioned, when you when you started out the business, it took a toll on the marriage at times. Of course, it, it, it takes a toll on any relationship because when you're going for something, and it's the funny thing is that the two, you understood it. You know, it's like, all right, we know what we're trying to go for. You know what you're trying to go for personally, and it's understood. Normally, you don't get that. It's like, oh, well, where's my time? Like, look, damn, I'm trying to do something here. Like, back up. so. Um, I think that's an incredible thing that I feel, in my opinion, that we are losing today's time when it comes to relationships that people don't understand that. The two have to have their own lanes and do their own thing and support what they're doing in that. So now we go ahead and open up the first shop. said within nine months it was time to move on. My question to the both of you as chief, as y'all are trying to, get this shop. You're trying to save lives and get people out of burning buildings. You're going to work trying to make sure, please don't digest this. This is not good for your health. That's right. that's so that's right. try to fuse your careers and trying to open your business. What was the challenges that you had to go through vice versa from, from that? I think the,
1: from the business perspective.
0: Yeah, just doing everything, just trying to merge them. How was it in your separate careers?
1: Well, clearly, for me, people have that when they people who know, know, know me, know me, and when they, you know, find out where I actually work, um, I think you know there's the the contradiction. Wait, you work in public health, but you smoke cigars? Well, yes, <laughs> because we all have we have our vices. However, um, you have to have something that you're passionate about, and I happen to be passionate about both. Um, in public health, my ultimate long-term career goal um, within the um, within the within the CDC will be community outreach and engagement of minority communities, yep. uh, because we all know that our minority communities are often left out of access to quality, affordable care and services. And so that's just something because I have family in you know those areas. Different places around the world who um, aren't really educated on certain things as it relates to public health and public health and healthcare are one and the same, but very different. And so, once I came to the particular division that I'm in now, uh, which is more of the program side, is in, in regards to the business and money side, financial side, where I initially started, I just I was. Ex- I, I work worked with such great people and I was exposed to so many different areas, things I didn't even know that we did in the CDC. I didn't know we were in many of these places. And so for me, it's just, well, I can do both. I can, you can smoke a cigar. It's not nicotine, it's not a cigarette, it's not a vape, it's not marijuana. Um, you, you know, the ideal of smoking cigars is relaxation and everybody has to have a component where they can de-stress and relax. Otherwise, the world and people will make you crazy, and you you know, that's where suicide numbers increase and things like that because people don't have outlets or don't have people they can talk to. And I get all that in my business, you know, here at Smokehouse. And so, um, outside of the, you know, the, the career part of it, I know, you know, time. Time and 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 people also, um, I think, have been the most challenging things for us, um, because you have a dream and you want to see it come to fruition and be successful and create you know a magnificent experience. However, it's very time consuming. It's many days, like today, where we just could have stayed at home, right. <laughs> but we can't. We couldn't. We had to come and open. Um, and there are many days like that. You know, chief got off from the station this morning, um, late, and then um, had you know, doctor's appointments and things we have to rush and do in the few hours we have before we come and open the business, and then have to come in and put on smiles and, and engage with people. It's really, it, it's taxing. Yeah. It's yeah. taxing. Yeah. You know, people, oh, y'all are together all the time, and y'all get to be together. Well, yeah, we, yeah, Smokehouse is not a day for us. Hmm. You know, we don't get to go out to dinner or, you know, breakfast or anything much. We do not get to go on trips um away much at all. <laughs> um, just the two of us and relax and not focus and think about stuff that's going on in the business. We don't have we don't have that luxury anymore. Um so I think that the time part and then like I said the people part because in this we've dealt with a lot of different personalities and people and you just get that but I think the biggest lesson for us, especially during last year in the pandemic um, once it hit, which was a whole other toll on our small um, black business um, that didn't receive any assistance from the federal government. Um, So we exhausted our retirements to keep our doors open People still come in. So, you know, people don't, they see this and think, oh, this is great. You know, I'm gonna open up one and whatever. But you know, what people don't know is that we thought about it for seven years and visualized it long before we got to a point where we can open the door. Um, Because it was important that we understood what we were doing and getting into from a business perspective, but not letting, um, you know, finally, I think we got successful, more successful at, at it last year during the pandemic because while it was, you know, it was a sad time for the deaths that, you know, that happened and for families that lost people due to the pandemic, the fact that we were able to scale back and close the shops and days, and reduce hours and take time, you know, at our new home that we've only been in two years that we didn't even get to be at because we were here at the shop so much. But removing Smokehouse for the most part from our home, So that our home could be a place where we could retreat to and have great energy and positive and just not do anything. Because, one thing in business, in such a personable business like this one, people start to feel entitled to your life Hmm. um, and your time. And, you know, we're gracious people and we, you know, the people we love, our brothers and sisters of belief, which is what we're called here. Realizing that some of those people really weren't our brothers and sisters, but didn't really want to see us succeed secretly. um, You know that becomes a lot and um, so uh, stepping back and removing people from our personal space uh, was really important for us last year and every day going forward Mm -hmm. so that we have our time to ourselves just um, because we still sit at the house and not doing anything chief sits in his chair in the she-shed and then he has the he-shed outside the she-sheds attached but I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> but just being able to in, enjoy um, you know our home and our children and our grandchildren when we can spend time with them we missed a lot of that in the first few years of the business because we're always in the business so moving people and, and, and energy and uh, you know, stepping back and just, you know, reminding ourselves that everybody isn't, everybody isn't entitled to us all the time Mm -hmm. was a really big thing for me.
0: From there, saying that you had to, you did not have the support as you thought you would've got from people. Dre, how did that, what was that like to to get that?
2: That was was rough. At, At times we had, you know, what we thought were our, some of our biggest supporters that turned out not to be our biggest supporters. Um, it was disappointing, but you know we kept, like she said, just keeping our personal life, personal yeah. from the business. We learned to do that, and that kind of um, helped yeah. to resolve some of the issues we had with dealing with our customers that were just customers, not actual friends. Um, And just separating the two is that kind of help us be in a better place, you know, um, business-wise and personal. So there are some people out there that say they want to support you and want you to succeed, but they're not, they don't have your best answers at that. Mm. Hard lesson for both of us to learn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. to get a call or to hear someone say, nah, you cool, nah, ain't showing up, nah. It's like, what goes through your head at that moment? It's
2: disappointing. One, it's hurtful when they, they're supposed to be your biggest fans, your biggest mm-hmm. friends. Um, to realize that those friends are probably your, your biggest enemies. Um, the biggest threat to not only marriage, but
0: became a threat to the business itself. You know, um... So, wait, threat to the matter, so they wanted to see y'all fail oh, yes. all together, along with the business. Right. Damn, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. so...
1: But, you know, when you're a small business, we are the face of our business. Right. We're attached to our business, and we work very hard. Establish, you know, a reputation for no-nonsense, good time, you know, all that this is. And so, for people to you know, and I mean, you can't control what people say or how they feel or whatever, and we don't attempt to. I mean, that's such as the world. You know, for people to go out into such a small industry because cigar smoking, while it's big, the black population of smokers is still less than 3%.
0: Really? So oh, wow.
1: So, and then this, in the Atlanta metro area, there are, well let's say in Georgia, there are over 200 plus t- tobacco retail locations. In um, Atlanta Metro, carry most of those, but um, this is still a very small community, um, whether you're here in Atlanta or DC or you know, Philly or Miami. And so for people to say things about us, you know, our, our marriage, our relationship, and then our business that are untrue or, or personal, you know, that's some BS. So, it, But it taught us, and it, it is still teaching us, that uh, about the importance of being a team. And above all others, it's me and him. Because it was me and him before Smokehouse. And it'll be me and him after Smokehouse.
0: So now that we moved into the new building here in Kirkwood, what was now the new move? at that point like all right yo, we open our doors here and what's the conversation now is like are we in a different level are we like yo we're in overdrive what's what's the conversation between the owens right
2: now i think we're actually um, if we can well when we get through this pandemic um we're looking to expand we're looking to grow uh looking for a, a, a building we can call our own um, it's okay, the location we're at now, love it, but I think a standalone building that we own, actually own ourselves is our ultimate goal.
1: Um, we're adding to the team Owens portfolio. Right. right. We're creating a legacy That's right. beyond, you know, just smokehouse yeah. for our children and grandchildren. Right. So we got we got property um, in our future. Um, Chief even mentioned
2: a restaurant. I don't know about that. Well, but. Yeah. <laughs> restaurant. But somewhere. But it's, it's, it's like you going back to you when you asked about the challenges. Another one of our challenges was you know I've always worked two and three jobs since I've been on the farm. Well, since I was young, teenager, I've worked two and three jobs. And um, one of the challenges we faced during this last year or so during the pandemic was. Smokeouts didn't always cover the rent or the, the cigars or whatever, our stock. Some of that had to come out of each one of our personal incomes that we get, you know, from working with fire department, CDC. So a lot of times we had to cover Let's backfield.
1: Let's be clear, all the time.
2: Uh, well, yeah,
1: all we the time. We had to cover. <laughs> <have> to cover. <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's not, you know, like Courtney was saying earlier, it's not, you're not going to get rich quick. In the cigar, and especially the first, and she had to, she had to keep driving, since my first couple years, babe, we're not going, to you know, it's not going to be, you got to pitch in a little bit, and it took me a while, because I'm used to save. I'm used to save a lot. I want to save, 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 and sometimes I have to, like we said, as Courtney said, we had to dip into our um, retirement pensions and deferred comp, you know, just to keep, stay afloat. So that was probably, for me, one of the biggest challenges we've had during our whole business
0: venture. So during the pandemic was a big challenge for you and everything. so let's go back to that part.
1: Really, because basically, although we're almost in year five, when we had, when we moved, we had two first years, ultimately. Right. Wow. And so, you know, two first years of business is hard because from that, from the first location to here, we, we doubled our square footage which means, you know, in the winter time, the utility bills kill us. <laughs> you see, we're in a cement building, <laughs> and so to heat it costs a whole lot more. To the tune of about a thousand dollars a month in the winter months. Um, and so, utilities, you know, extra, you know, adding humidors, adding stock, adding. We have a thirteen thousand dollar ventilation system. <laughs> um, best probably in within miles of where we are in regards to cigar lambs, let's be clear. You can leave out of here and you'll never smell like smoke. But um, that, adding more furniture, you know, TV, you know, electric, all of those things. Um, so it was a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it is what it is, it's business. And, you know, for us, it was not an option not to you know to close down and not to continue because now we're too much debt, we got to stay open to try to get some of this debt down, right. you know. Basically, right. um, but having two first years of businesses, I think that was what really threw us in. You know, the chief, I, I understood it differently, which is why I had to be that voice on chief's shoulders and on his bald head because. My mother has been in business um, in Memphis for now almost 30 years. She's oh. been an insurance agent um, in Memphis. And so she's owned her own business. So I understood her struggles of owning a business and you know, having you know, multiple locations and staff and those kind of things. And you know, People would think, oh, you just hired somebody. You were here just a few minutes ago. Someone called, look out, we hired you. Well, with what? Cause what are we gonna hide with? I mean, we are the staff here at Smokehouse, and it's just us. And really, I mean, like I'm really OCD. I very I have a whole lot of. Chief is too, but you know, people know just some things. Chief is not gonna get involved in. He's not gonna touch. He's not gonna. But you know, so. But I am. I like I don't want people touching my stuff. You know, <laughs> I'm very particular about where our things are. The process we have in place, you know, doing everything the same, being consistent. Consistency is what equals success. And so, you know, there aren't but just a couple of few people who understand that and who we can trust with our business, even now, just to step away for a couple of days. Um, so, I don't, you know, at the point when we actually move into our, um, when we find our, Forever home in Smokehouse in the standalone. Um, at that point, we have talked about, I know I'll have to be hands off, but you know, you can never be hands off physically with your business because nobody's gonna love your stuff like you love
0: your stuff. It's your baby. Period. Right. right. Yeah, period. And I think it was just to hear that part. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, when I first came in here, I'm not gonna lie, I thought I needed white gloves. Just to touch these leaves. I'm telling y'all folks, when I came in, I was like, I'm not supposed to be doing this, right? So I and Courtney, remember, I let you touch everything. I was like, yeah, I want to see what's that one? I was like, I wasn't touching it. It just is so perfectly put together. So I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna get into my first experience coming here, y'all, as as we go into this. So we're at the pandemic and as we know, a lot of small businesses got hit. I think what we all know and remember that so many black small businesses got really raped. You know, no no disrespect, but that's just what it was. And to hear that not much aid was given to them and everything to hear that your business was part of that. Explain to me, where was it at that moment? Did you even think about, hey, we may have to step out the ring on this one? I
2: definitely have I've, um, and I've voiced I've that concern um, to my wife probably multiple occasions and um, she's taught me down she's taught me down um, and I, I trust her when it comes to her business sense uh, I trust her period but when it comes to business I'm not business savvy when it comes to administrative stuff like that I'm, that's just it's not me um, Chief's hand off, hands off Um, And I think she prefers it that way even though she sometimes complains about me not getting into that business side of it but She's just a lot better at it. So when it comes to her talking me down, it it helps me and eases my mind Um, But in the back of my head, I'm still like, you know, we're not we're we're digging into retirement so that part um, I struggle with still today but I have faith um and that definitely god will see us through it he's you know saw fit to see us through this far and um i just know that you know it's we can't fail he won't allow us to fail and we won't allow ourselves to fail so it's just keeping the faith
1: let me shout out to our membership base um and and our, our local community too let me say that but especially our membership base because Whatever we do have, I mean, consistently coming in, even outside the pandemic, our membership, I mean, our members never stop paying their dues. Um, When they felt comfortable, they couldn't get out, they know that they could come here because, as you said, you know, we are COVID free in Smokehouse and have been and will be. When the pandemic, you know, events and parties we never did a lot of that anyway we have one flagship event that we do every year which is our first responder appreciation Um, i saw
0: that and that's amazing
1: yes and i mean you know i have to you know appreciate my husband and his co-workers um and by co-workers i don't mean just in atlanta fire but the cab fire you know east point um College Park, all that. You know, we've got brothers and sisters of the leaf. APD. yes, from all the local. So on that particular event, we, um, we, of course, we had to do it different last year. But um, they still came out and supported um, our Atlanta Fire brothers and sisters. Man, when I tell you, they are nothing short of amazing. And they have helped us keep these doors open for years. So I love them. And if, even for those who, you know, think that I'm mean or, you know, I have an attitude and when they come in or whatever, you know, it's just uh, my focus is always them and my husband. And whenever they come here, I want them to have a great experience and see Chief's vision and his dream and have a good time with him and sit down and smoke and just hang and whatever. I mean, they're great people, all of them, you know what I'm saying? Right. Put your life on the line and give your life, you know, to the city into the people, you know what I'm saying, whatever your respective city is, daily for years. You know what I'm saying? Like I never could do it, <laughs> but for those who do, that's the most selfless ish that you could. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I mean it's just a selfless career. Yeah. And you have to love people and love, you know, giving to do that. I can't say that I'm that person, <laughs> but they are, you know what I'm saying? So um, when I do those things, it's, I, you know, the, that event, I know it means a lot to Chief and them, but it means more to me um, because I'm so proud of my husband. I'm proud of his brother and sister and, the, and those the ones that love him, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's just, it means everything to me because I know they got his back 100 when he goes in there, you know, when he goes to work. Um, if he had to run into a building or whatever, you know what I'm saying? many of them would would lay down their lives before they let something happen to him. You know what I'm saying? And that you can't find love like that just on the streets. You know, you can't. Many people look for that for years. Um, Many of their own siblings won't do that for them. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, to have that. So our flagship event is our first fund appreciation. We, uh, you know, we give a free cigar, and we have some great reps that will bring, give us some, send us some, Goodies and things to give out to the first responders because they understand our passion and, and who chief is and what they do, um, even through the pandemic last year and everything that went on with the with the um, the um, March
0: protesting. the protesting the
1: protesting and things like mm. that. Um, they st- you know they were all behind us. I mean Nat Sherman. I read from Nat Sherman Moses. He retired last year, but he cleaned out his garage. Now when I tell you he hooked he hooked them up. I mean, he gave us some great humidors and, you know, vintage cigars and just, you know, ashtray, just everything. Um, so it's been really great. So that event um, is really important to us. Um, and that's really the only, That's like I said, that's our flagship event. So we feed all the first responders that come through give them cigars, just hang out. Um, in fact, uh, we always have food for them. Last year, my, uh, my brother, uh, ATL, da ATL, follow him on Instagram and Facebook. He came out and made, um, set up and cooked for them. They had this amazing chicken and waffles and the Hennessy syrup, like it was great. I mean, we ate and smoked and drank all day, it was great. Um, but that, again, outside of that, we, we're not a party atmosphere we don't have a bar as you can see we don't do liquor so it was even you know it's even harder just to be i mean we're focused solely on the leaf, solely on on premium cigars tobacco and the league and so which is even a different dynamic for us um, it makes it a little bit harder because we're not a turn up spot <laughs> we don't even turn on the radio often you come
0: in here, the TVs usually one is on sports, the
2: other
1: one might be on CNN. Um or both on sports. Or both on sports. Thank you, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, we are we, we got some big
2: rivalries
0: in here. Yeah. I'm from Tennessee, so I'm all things Tennessee. Balls. That's yes, right, go, Vols. go He's the Georgia go so, so Georgia born, Georgia bred. Yes, sir. All right, my man. House divided. House divided. <laughs> so Chief, let me ask you, um, how were you able to incorporate your 29 years at the firehouse and your, your in your civil service? First of all, thank you. I didn't even get a chance to t- say that to you, but thank you. And I'm going to tell it to you a few times anyway. But how are you able to incorporate that into the business? All those years, what and how are you able to incorporate it into this?
2: Probably most important for me is J.J. Is my people skills. You um, good cop, I'm a bad cop. That's why I, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. We, we do that.
0: So you tuck them down from the roof. <laughs>
2: yeah, but my people skills, I think, is what I bring most to the business. Um, easy to get along with, you know. Um, love to have fun, you yeah. um, know. Easy to talk to. So a lot of guys come here, man, they just want to talk and get yeah. something off their chest. And this, this is where we do it at. We'll sit here and have, you know, deep, intimate conversations, man. It may be marriage advice. It may be relationship advice, um, financial advice. We have all sorts coming here, from lawyers to doctors, you know. Um, and just a wealth of knowledge from some of the older guys. And some of the younger guys just feed off of so weird to share all
0: that information, man, and just snark just each other. So, yeah. Courtney, as I as I hear you speak about your husband, and hear your husband speak about you, what I would say got me was just the fact in the beginning of everything when you just said you created this for him because you wanted him to have a spot. You really don't hear a lot of that nowadays. Why was that important for you to create something like this? for your husband I didn't hear you say I created this for myself I created this for him why was that so important? because
1: I know him outside of here you know we've been together decades so I know his trials and successes of dealing with the city uh, of Atlanta from a career perspective and you know you understand, whether you're in corporate America or government or whatever, you know, you got the system and then you got the people. system doesn't always favor us or show us love or, you know, align with us, but the people do. And so, for me, I wanted, I, I love and appreciate him, More than any of those people, even though I hadn't been in his life as long as some of them have, Mm -hmm. Um, understanding that dynamic for him from the career side, you know, you've given that much of your self and your life to the city and to your um, to your subordinates. It's important. I, I I wanted to make sure. Want to make sure that he has somewhere to come, even outside of me. Because <laughs> mm. I know I'm a lot. I do the most sometimes. And it is, you know, my life has been catching up and stress and kids. I'm on the, you know, he's finishing a career. I feel like I'm behind the eight ball and I'm really just getting started because the first part of my, you know, my last 20 plus years, I was, you know, raising my children and finding myself. And I took jobs and things that, you know, that were just, uh, that were comfortable at the moment to get me, you know, that allowed me to do that and be there with my children during their activities and things like that. And so, um, I feel like I am now, you know, playing catch up where he's finishing, I'm really just starting. Um, And there's a little age difference but so I've got, another 20 years I still got to work before I can get to where he is Um, so I want him to have a place that he an atmosphere not a place but an atmosphere where he can come and really just relax Uh, in fact I had surgery last February and I was down for a month a little over and so even getting away from me at home and just being able to come here, and hang out with the guys—I know that was peaceful for him. You don't know, have to say it, but I know it was. <laughs> he enjoyed it. I mean, it's fine, but but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that that but but I'm okay with that. I, I love that, and I want that for him. So that's it, it's important to me. He important to me that he has this to get away from me and you know work and the kids or whatever it is you know this is his house the smoke house his chief's house it's our house but it's chief's house and so that's just what it is and, and you know whatever I have to do if I have to take some people out to preserve his peace mm-hmm. and his atmosphere for him I'll do that he knows I'm right or die I told him that a long time ago I'll take out some tires and things for my husband
0: and my man. A little different. Yes, y'all are. A little different. Yes, y'all are. Oh, <laughs> yes, y'all are. <laughs> so, Chief, what makes you keep your towel in your marriage?
2: Her, um, my wife's commitment to family um, is what I admire most about her. When I say she cherishes family, um, she cherishes family. The love she shows for others, the love she shows for me, um, and my wanting the best for her um, is what makes me keep my towel.
0: Why do you keep your towel, Courtney?
2: Because I was born from
1: greatness. I was born from greatness. My mother and father, Um, I was blessed to have had them both in my life, still have them both in my life. Um, so being a military brat, um, but coming from where I come from, you know the the, the great in town. Um, you know I'm not a peach, I'm a bell. There's a difference. But they've instilled many things in me um, that have stuck. You know sometimes we get away from our parents and our our lessons and. Oh, we grown. I'm going to do this different. I'm going to do this different, but I literally tell my mom all the time and just told, her, "You know, mom, I actually I feel like I'm turning into you." She is the oldest of her siblings. My father is the oldest of his siblings. I am the oldest um, in our generation and so I have a lot of responsibility. I feel like I carry the weight of my family and the world on my shoulder, but that is what motivates me and keeps me, you know, in the mindset of my glass is almost full. Not half full, but almost full.
0: So you say you keep the weight of the family. Is that self-inflicted or is that just something that has been bestowed upon you? Which one is it?
1: think a little bit about a little bit of both, you know, I know that you know, they're not going to be here forever. I have a sister and um, nieces and younger cousins and things like that. So, if something ever happened to my mother on, on her side and my dad on his side, then I would be the one, you know, that would have to, you know, come in and step in and keep things moving and in and order and embrace. And and so, um, I have that same energy in my marriage, in my many well, in my marriage, not in a lot of my friendship, but definitely in my marriage because if something ever happened to Chief, you know what I'm saying, I'm it. We got children, we got a blended family. Um, we got what, six children between us? Two, three, six, six, and we got grandkids and new grandkids on the way, you know what I'm saying? So we have a grandson, you know, he's a football star in the making. I have to be here to take him to Pop. I mean take him to Walmart if something happened to Pop Pop. So failure is not an option. Um, not winning is not an option, <laughs> you know. I just have to do it. And I it's it's probably mostly self-inflicted, but I'll take it all, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that we're okay, and that we succeed, and that we win. Not in everybody else's idea of winning, but in my idea of winning. So I'm always carrying the towel, and the bucket of water, and everything else from my family and the people I
0: love, period. So Chief, Before well, we hop out of here, finish this sentence for me. it's all said and done and my life is over I want to be remembered for my heart
2: and how I cared about the people in my life Um, the people I didn't know Um, my heart having a big heart yeah
0: Courtney, it's all said and done. God calls me home. I want to be remembered for.
1: My passion for life and those that I love.
0: There you go. So folks, last words you want to give before we call it out of here? The mic is yours.
1: Thank you to our members, our local community, our friends, our family, everybody that continues to support us and encourage us and pray us through every day in not just our business, but in our marriage and our relationship. Uh, We are Smokehouse Cigars. You can reach us on Instagram at Smokehouse Cigars. Facebook, we're Smokehouse Cigars. You'll see the fire emblem. You'll see Chief and I um, and my face on everything because we are Smokehouse. Um, And then you can shop with us online or just check out our store and some of our events um, on our website, smokehousecigarsofga.com.
0: Well, there you have it. So, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, both of them are cool people, except there's just one caveat. See, Courtney is a Ravens fan. Chief, unfortunately is with that other team in Dallas. Um, the Cowgirl, I mean, the Cowboys. Cowboy, Cowboys. Trying to say that with so much love. It's hard, with that. right? It's, it's, it is, it is.
1: <laughs> with
0: it. They were America's team. team like two years ago. I feel I know why they team. Because of that big screen TV, that, that TV that, that Jerry got in there.
1: Count the rings. Count the, the they rings. like the Steelers the,
0: fans holding on to them rings. They got bad the rings. Is. Well, you know the Steelers still, the Steelers still got theirs. They got theirs not too long ago. Um, the decade, right? But a decade. we have more coming. <laughs> y'all been saying that for like twenty years. Y'all been saying that for. Tw- y'all like the Falcons fans. But but the only thing is, far y'all win. Y'all actually win. So that's different. Ladies and gentlemen, Smokehouse Cigars, Andre, Dr. Courtney Owens. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for just allowing me just to come here and sit with y'all. And yes, folks, I'm actually in the store, and it's an honor to sit and talk to you both. It's been an honor. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. This is Keeping the tie Why I Kept My towel Series. This is your man, Aunt Boogie. Don't worry about the name. Get used to the voice. And there you have why these two incredible people are still keeping a towel folks like i always tell you wipe the blood wipe the sweat wipe the tears but whatever you do do not and i repeat do not throw in that towel because that's the only way you're gonna get through your round all right remember catch me on my platform my social media platforms you'll be able to catch me out there on ig at I am antboogie 3000 at I am antboogie Boogie 3000 also on Twitter antboogie Boogie 3000 on Twitter and Boogie 3000 I'll check you when I check you I'll see you when I see you I am gone peace beautiful yeah.